Welcome into the Post Bulletin Sports Podcast. It's Isaac Trotter joined alongside Guy Limbeck. And we're going to break down a week five slate of high school football games, and it's been a doozy this week. And we'll start with some Thursday games. We had a couple Thursday games, especially with the city teams. I was out in Casson covering Mayo. They went up against Mankato East, and Bennett Ellsworth, their junior quarterback, put on an absolute show. Five touchdown passes, and Mayo cruised to a big win there. He's a heck of a talent guy. I mean, when you talk about quarterbacks that have come through this Rochester area, I think Ellsworth is going to put his name right up there in that Tier 1 group of elite quarterbacks because he's a heck of a player. Yeah, he's got a big-time arm. Uh, Coach Holcomb over at Mayo really likes some of his intangibles, especially that arm. He says the kid's really become a coachable player, and he's made a big step forward this year in his first year as a starter. One thing about that Mayo game, it was a neutral site game. Mayo was supposed to be playing New Prague this week and got uh, um, New Prague was still off from COVID reasons. So uh, fortunately, Mayo was able to pick up opponent there in a Mankato team. New Prague is supposed to be playing Century this coming Wednesday, and looks like uh, New Prague is going to be back in time for that game, so that game looks like it's going to be good to go. And Century got back on track. You were also there covering Century. They get back on track. They beat Northfield 34-17. to Good showings from that Century offense, a team that, you know, they've been inconsistent so far this year. They ran into a buzzsaw in Oatana. They also had a really tough game against Mayo. They really didn't look that great for most of the game in their season opener against John Marshall. But do you think the Panthers are starting to turn a corner here down the stretch? Well, really, the thing that really stood out in that game yesterday was the Panthers' defense. Century only allowed 88 total yards, minus 11 yards in the first half, so they did a great job of shutting down the run and sacked the quarterback. I think they had five sacks in that game birthday boy Peter Lynch had one of those so it was a nice uh, birthday win and celebration for him offense and so the defense played really well offensive side you know, Isaac Hubert has been their standout running back he didn't have an awesome game but a nice 84 yard game caught a touchdown pass so they were able to move the ball well enough so they didn't rely completely on him Nathan Eberhardt the quarter, senior quarterback he threw a couple touchdown passes had a short run in for a touchdown and backup quarterback Matthew Hahn came in and threw a 65-yard touchdown pass to R.J. Sear at the end of the first half, which was kind of a big turning point. Gave Century a, you know, a nice cushion at the half, and they were able to build on that momentum-wise and got that win to go over 500 this year. So Mayo wins on Thursday, Century wins on Thursday as well, and John Marshall got in on the fun. They beat Austin tonight. It wasn't pretty at times, right? It wasn't pretty from, from the Rockets. It didn't start out too great, but they got it going late. They win 43 to 24. Cole Peterson really gets going. He had a he had a 68 yard touchdown run from Nate Swanson, a 40 yard run from from Parker Nowitzki, who's a really good player. And then Peterson hooked up with Michael Nicometto down the sideline for a 65 yard touchdown. Big time win there for the for the Rockets. Is they're they're rolling now. They they've won two in a row. That's a good time showing from the Rockets just to prove that hey we're not this isn't just a one game fluke here. We're back and starting to get things rolling in the right direction. Yeah. And- Wednesday coming up, short week. We've got going now, short weeks, a couple of games in a row here because next week is the last game of the regular season. Then we go right into playoffs the Tuesday after that. So it's a good sign for the Rockets to get rolling in the right direction heading toward playoffs. Yeah, and then Lourdes makes it a clean 4-4 four for four sweep on City teams that win. They ran wild over Red Wing, won 39-12. Uh, the defense picked it up late. Abe Kapinski, 177 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That'll play. Yeah, I think Jason uh, Feldman, who's uh, kind of semi-covering that game for us, he said that Lourdes maybe didn't look as sharp as they have been recently, but that's still a good word for the Eagles. Um, going against a Red Wing team that has kind of struggled this season, so it's you know it's hard to judge you know how well you're doing against teams like that sometimes, but you know you, 
a convincing win, so that's a good win for the Eagles moving forward. Let's get into some of the big scores from tonight. And the biggest game of the day probably happened in Byron and between Byron and Casson when Casson Manorville beats Byron 28 to 13. The Byron's or Byron Bears' perfect season is gone. Austin Frierkson had a pretty solid day, but they kept him under wraps for the most part. He averaged under five yards a carry. But this Casson rushing attack is absolutely legit. Matt Donovan was great. Anthony Mo Tucker was great. Jackson Kennedy was great. Logan Vaughn, another wrestler, he added a, a touchdown run. This Casson team's really good, and that's a huge win. They beat Byron 28 to 13 tonight. Yeah, Byron came into that game unbeaten and ranked number eight in the state in the last uh, AP poll in Class uh, Three Four A. And uh, in the comments tonight, 342 yards rushing. You were touching on some of those guys who had a great great game. Um, Mo Tucker, he had 82 yards in a TD. And uh, Jackson Kennedy, he also had 18, uh, 82 yards in that game. So that's a nice, well-rounded win for the Comets. And a great job on the defensive end. Byron had been scoring a lot of points. Um, you know, and their, their, key big, their big running back had been a big part of that, but only uh, 13 points and two touchdowns for the Bears today. So that's a nice defensive effort by the Comets. And that game wasn't as close as it seemed. Casson was up 28 to nothing heading into the fourth or through the fourth quarter with six minutes left. Frierickson ran for an eight-yard touchdown. Then Byron got another late touchdown with 30 seconds left in that game. That wasn't just a, a little win for Casson. That is a dominant, we're going to just destroy you type of win. And, and now the Bears are going to have some soul searching to do because they can't they don't have a lot of time to sulk over this because Mayo's coming with that high-powered offense ready to give it to him again you know yeah I mean that's a step up in class for Byron to be playing next week heading into the playoffs so there's a good chance that the Bears might be on a two-game losing streak heading into the playoffs you figure they might you know, they're gonna be a high seed in that section so uh obviously they're you know they're gonna be ready and primed for the section play but they could be going in a with a two-game skid. Still not too worried about Byron. I still think they're really talented, but I think th I think they caught Kasson at a wrong time because Kasson had a lot of time to prepare for this game. They're coming off a loss against a really good Albany team who's undefeated so far this year. They were motivated. They were ready, and they proved it tonight. Another big one that's happened, we don't have all the stats in from this, but Cannon Falls d destroyed Stewartville 50-30. to Stewartville was up 14-6, to and then, um, and then Cannon Falls went on an, a 30-0 run they scored 30 unanswered points uh will cheddar threw for 277 yards and four touchdowns for the tigers he was really really good tonight he, he made some great great plays down the field but it just wasn't enough casson or our stewartville gave up almost 500 yards of total offense tonight that cannon falls team is legit they're undefeated they're rolling yeah cannon falls you mentioned the offense 496 total yards marcus banks had two rushing touchdowns there the Bombers now a perfect 5-0 and on this season. I, I think you've kind of been high on the Bombers all season. I was a little you know, reluctant saying, hey, why do you have these guys rated so high early in the season? But you were on them right away, and they've proved to be a really solid team. They just have great defense and great offense, and they control the line of scrimmage. And I think, I mean, you look at their team, like they have beaten a good Stewartville team. We still like that Stewartville team. They've had injuries. They've had guys leave their program. Like that is still a really good team. But they beat them. They absolutely destroyed Lourdes. They beat a good Pine Island team that was three and one heading into this this week like that is a really good cannon fall team i'm excited to see what they can do in the coming section tournament 
yeah, that should be it should be exciting to see what they can do. All right, let's go into a couple of these other scores. We'll stay in the the uh, southeast district in Chatfield. They beat Triton twenty seven eight. That was a matchup of two three and one teams. Sam Backer three rushing touchdowns, one hundred and sixteen yards. Jackson Sackett had a ninety three yard touchdown run. Um, but but Triton just couldn't get anything going. And again, it felt like a bad time to catch Chatfield. Chatfield coming off a loss to Caledonia, motivated, felt a little bit like they let one go there with multiple chances to keep that game against Caledonia close. And they, they really pummeled Triton tonight. Yeah, Jackson Sackett, he is a Triton guy. He's the one that popped the big right. run. So, and that was the lone touchdown for Triton tonight. So Chatfield had the defense going pretty well tonight. Yeah, Plainview Elgin Millville stays hot. They've won four in a row. They beat Lake City 27-7. to This game didn't actually have any scoring in the second half. But Connor Shoemaker, or Schumacher continues to do his thing. 284 passing yards. He threw for a touchdown. He rushed for a touchdown. Leo Silla rushed for 111 yards and another touchdown. And that Plainview um, Elgin Millville defense just continues to roll. Yeah. They have been ex- excellent this year for uh, Coach Lamb. And they had a uh, huge offensive play, Kyler Bade, uh, 92-yard touchdown pass from Schumacher. So that was a huge, you know, big big swing play right there. And game. their special teams also made a play. They blocked a punt and recovered it for a touchdown. So all three different aspects of the game there. The Bulldogs are well coached. They're disciplined. They don't beat themselves. That's a really, really good team. Yeah, PM has had some really excellent special teams play this year. Uh, one of their players has a tough a kickoff return and a punt return for touchdowns. So that's, you know, and you get the block punt tonight. So they've really made some key special teams play this, this uh, season. Moving to the Mid-Southeast District, I feel like I jinxed Hayfield a little bit. Last week we were talking about how good this Hayfield team is and that they have chances to be decent and they just have let a few games go. And they kind of get beaten up pretty good tonight by Fillmore Central, 32-8. to eight. I don't have the stats in front of me on that one, so I apologize. No, I do. I Sorry, I lied. Uh, Ethan Pack had 265 passing yards and a touchdown for Hayfield. Um, but just wasn't enough as, as Fillmore Central just got way too much through the air and way through or, or way too much on the ground. Alex Sickink had 127 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Um, Zach Hagerud rushed for 112 yards and a touchdown, and he passed for 82 yards and two more touchdowns. Yeah, and, and uh, Hagerud, he also had a pickoff on defense. Uh, Packy had nice game passing, but uh, they did pick him off twice in that game, including once by Hagerud, who was the quarterback uh, for Fillmore. Awesome. Uh, Goodhue, 20. Bethlehem Academy, 0. Goodhue's now won two games in a row. Remember last week they beat Rushford-Peterson on a late touchdown in overtime. This one a little bit less a little bit less traumatic. They take care of business against Bethlehem. 20 to nothing. Uh, yeah. The defense was great. Again, yeah, Wildcats had that. Yeah, Wildcats had that defense going, uh, shutout, pitching a shutout tonight, so that's a great, nice win for them. Mal- uh, Malachi Parker, 18 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown, including a 45-yard touchdown scamper. Baxter O'Reilly, one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, he added a one-yard touchdown run. Goodhue added over 200 rushing yards tonight. One more from the Mid-Southeast District, Medford 28, Randolph 12. That's two pretty darn good teams there. Okay, let's go to the nine, uh, nine-man football where we had four pretty big matchups tonight but none bigger than Lanesboro and Southland. And th- that's a matchup of two teams that are 3-1 and one fighting for uh, seeding there, trying to see if they, they can be the team that potentially knocks off Grand Meadow eventually in a section final or something. And Lanesboro flexed their muscles tonight. They beat Southland 30-7. to seven. Yeah, that was kind of a surprising score that, you know, that maybe not that Lanesboro won, but it was by that big of a margin, you know, like, that's that's a good win, really good win for the Burroughs, right? Uh, that's a huge win for the Burroughs, and and that's one of those things. Southland, I think that they they could have been really disappointed after last week. They lost by eleven to Grand Meadow. They played well. They were right there with them, and just tonight they just ran into a buzzsaw. J.T. Ryan had one hundred and fifteen rushing yards and. 
four touchdowns. He's probably going to make my standouts list on on Monday for that big column. And then Hayden Lostein, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hopefully I am. Apologies to Hayden's Lostein. family if I didn't say that right. But 102 rushing yards, he was great. And, I mean, I, that's just a huge win for Lanzaro. That's a huge, huge win, 30-7 to seven over a fifth-ranked Southland team. Yeah, and holding Southland to seven points in that game, uh, I think Southland had an early score in that game. So then after the first quarter, the Burroughs pitch a shutout. So, that, uh, you know, we've touched on some – some of their offensive guys, but the defense really stepped up. And that and Southland defense is great. They've shut teams down this year. They held Leroy Ostrander to just 14 points this year. They also shut down Grand Meadow, where they only scored 22. Like, that's a great defense. So to put up 30 on them is super impressive. A couple other nine-man games to get to. Grand Meadow rolls over Houston 56-8. to I'm, I mean, Grand Meadow just keeps marching, man. Daniel Smith, 147 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Dustin Copley. Had uh, two uh, touchdowns, and then he also caught a touchdown, two rushing touchdowns, and he also caught a touchdown pass. Uh, big time win for Grand Meadow. They just keep doing what they do. Unbeaten. Super Larks 5 0 now, and we're not tested again. They give up an early touchdown against uh, Houston today, and then roll back with 56 straight points. Leroy Ostrander continues to roll. Uh, they beat Nicolette 29 to 18. Chase Johnson, 125 rushing yards and a touchdown. Isaac Collier, good name, Isaac, uh, had 126 yards and two more touchdowns. And Peyton Rowe had nine carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. When you have three guys score touchdowns for you and three guys get at least 76 rushing yards, that's a good night for Trevor Carrier's crew. I think I like Collier better than Isaac in that, the name front. There. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, you talk about rushing. And in the other nine-man game, Mabel Canton tonight, 46-20 over Kingsland. Mabel Canton, two guys with more than 200, almost 250 yards rushing. Gavin Johnson and Caden Tollisrud. Gavin Johnson, uh, 257 yards, four touchdowns. Caden Tollisrud, 249 yards and two more touchdowns. So they, those two just ran wild tonight. That's absolutely magnificent. Oh, okay, also, last week we hit on some volleyball scores because some t- volleyball teams are playing on Friday. We can't leave them out. Volleyball. Century sweeps John Marshall. They're 6-2 and two in the Big Nine. Um, Mayo played really well tonight, but they ran into a buzzsaw of a Northfield team. They haven't even lost a set all season long. Mayo? No, Northfield hasn't lost a set all season long. So Mayo no, hasn't had too many losses either. Oh, no, 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 they're not. Um, and then uh, Winona Carter swept Caledonia 3-0 as well. So, um, oh, okay, a couple quick big takeaways here for football um, from Week 5. Caledonia plays tomorrow. A good game against Pine Island, a Pine Island team that's 3-1. and one. Their only loss this year is to Cannon Falls. That should be a good one. Do you expect anything different, or should or should we expect the Warriors just to keep stomping along? I just got. I just don't think the Caledonian is going to lose, but you just never expect them to lose. Right. It's until it, you know it's going to happen one of these days. And until it does, you're just going to say, yeah, they're going to win all these games. All right. Um, most which which game stuck out to you the most tonight? Just because they had two guys with almost 250 yards rushing. That's. I mean, I know it's nine man, but that's still crazy when you have that many, you know, two guys rushing for that many yards. The funny thing about that game is those two guys rush for almost 500 yards com- or 560 yards combined, but the rest of the team lost about 70 yards, so they had like 432 yards of total offense. That's where you hand the game stickers to just those two dudes and be like, "Yeah, you, thank yeah. you for doing yeah. that for us." You you have a couple of a couple of stickers for them, and uh, you peel off a couple for the other guys. Amen. I think the game that really sticks out to me the most is Lanesboro. That just, I mean, I was kind of heading into that one thinking that Southland was the second best nine man team in Section One A and or Section One, and that 
they proved me wrong. Lanesboro is absolutely magnificent tonight. That's a huge win for the Burroughs, huge win for that program. And now let's see what they can build off of it and see if they can do something special in this section tournament. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to be if you're it's going to be able to touch uh, Grand Meadow there, but it's it's fun to see some challenges that might be coming forward there. Great stuff, Guy Limbeck. We're going to have a bunch of stuff on the website, a bunch of content. So just keep coming back. I mean, again, look at our soccer coverage this week was really good. Multiple huge stories there. Fantastic soccer coverage. Yeah, we had the uh, all-area conference teams for boy and girls. Features on both a boy and a girl. Great stuff there for from you and Pat. It was just super fun to put together. And then we got a lot of football stuff as well. So thanks so much for listening to the Post Bulletin Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Boom, done.